Welcome to the Hot Takes Podcast, where we're always seeking to be humble, open, and transparent. We have another great one for you today, so please be ready to be inspired, encouraged, and ready to take action. Here we go. Buckle up. It's going to be a wild ride. All right, everyone, welcome back to the Hot Takes Podcast, where we are always seeking to be humble, open, and transparent. I have for you a guest that is a strategist. And so she's going to teach us all how to play chess with our lives as small business on. No, I have Kelly with us today. <laughs> and I'll let Kelly introduce herself and then we will get rolling like we do. Kelly, thank you, thank you, thank you. Welcome to the Hot Takes Podcast. How are you? Thank you. I'm doing great. Thank you so much for having me. I'm really excited to be here and to chat with you today. Oh my gosh. So folks, when y'all know we bring on coaches, business owners, like what in the world do you do? So Kelly, <laughs> when you say business strategy, what does that mean? Yeah. So I focus primarily on brands and brand strategy and design. So what that means is I help small business owners, particularly in the service space. So your coaches and your consultants, photographers, um, people who are really selling their expertise to step into that power through brand strategy and then really showcase their expertise with consistent and cohesive visuals. So we work together from throughout the entire branding process. So getting really clear on their communication plan and how they're communicating their brand through their, you know, identifying their ideal client and the various uh, strategy pillars and then showcasing that through visuals. So like your logo and your fonts and your colors, more of the traditional aspects of what people think about when they think of brand. All right, now I will tell you, in this world, this Corona world of ours, there have been just a plethora uh, it seems like a brand strategist that have come out of nowhere. Yeah. How in the world do you differentiate from the sea of strategists? Oh, that's such a great question. And I think it really depends on, for me, I focus in on my client process and then also with who I like to work with. And I usually, I recommend this to my clients as well because Specifically with COVID, there's been a ton of new businesses, especially digital businesses that have been popping up. They're finally realizing, I mean, like the secret's out. They're realizing how great it is to work at home and <laughs> to have that flexibility. Uh, so there's a lot of markets are now becoming saturated. And I, when we think about how to differentiate yourself, it's really looking at the landscape. What, how are other brands doing it? And then what can you do differently? So for me personally, I really focus in on a specific client process and with the focus being on brand strategy to guide the design. There's a lot of other brand strategists or designers that maybe do one or the other or don't have enough or not even enough, but a lot of focus on brand strategy to do design. They maybe just do more of the logos. So my process really brings in focusing on that brand strategy, the, your four foundational pillars, which are your ideal client, your brand values, that transformation, what are you really providing the client, who are they before they come experience your brand, who are they after, and then how are you positioning yourself in the market, and using that to create visuals that really align with how you want your brand to be experienced. 
But I think for people who are listening, and if you find yourself in that saturated market, or you feel like you are, um, I would A, think about your mindset, um, because you can have that scarcity mindset, it's not going to get you anywhere, and know that whatever you provide is going to be unique because you are doing it and no one can compete with that and just really hone in and own the fact that what you do is unique. The solution that you provide is unique because you're the one who's delivering it and that can't be copied. I absolutely love that. Um, and, and the reason why I, I throw that question out there to, to professionals all the time to see how comfortable they are in their own skin. Um, and you and I wrote myself a note. And I'm going to tell you the note that I wrote myself. I need to connect you to another person who I dearly, dearly value and appreciate, Lisa Pizik, who is also in the space of brand strategy and uh, the emotion of brands that are connected yeah. and you peas in a pod. And some of the things <laughs> that you, you just said are things that we talked about when we had our discussion. Um, and in particular, the scarcity mindset as it pertains to um, how we view ourselves yeah. uh, in, this, in this world that we live in and understanding that, I mean, it's infinite with the digital market in this digital space has created such opportunity for you to limit yourself from a scarcity standpoint, um, man, that that is such a box to put yourself in. As you as you approach a new client, what are some things that you have to help them kind of recode about themselves so they can really feel your impact as, as somebody who's there to help them? Mm, that's such a great question. I think there it's a lot around this idea of scarcity for me and the clients that I work with primarily it revolves around their ideal client. That's usually the, the um, kind of the foray into helping them overcome and really identify what their business is. You know, we, we think that in order to put ourselves out there and in order to show up and market our business, we need to have a perfect logo. We need to have the right fonts. We need to have the colors. Our website needs to be absolutely pristine. And really the first step that I like to work with when working with clients is helping them understand that your brand is never going to be perfect. It's an iterative process. It grows, you know, your brand is a personality and you as a person you grow so how can you not expect your brand to do the same because it's evolving with you your business is going to grow and evolve as you do and as you learn more and as you learn more about your ideal client and what you want to provide and how you want to show up your brand is going to do the same and in that so it's that's kind of the first hurdle of getting over and then the next one is identifying and getting clear on that ideal client so a lot of the people that I work with will say, well, I want to work with this type of person, but also this type of person. And what about them? You know, what if they see me and I don't want to turn them off? You know, we get so scared about turning people off and thinking that that's a bad thing. And what I would encourage people to kind of reframe is this idea that it's actually a good thing because thinking about the people that you want to work with, like for me, when they come to my website or when they see, they come part of my Facebook community, or they see me at a networking event, I want them to be like, hell yes, this is the person I want to work with instead of, uh, nah, maybe she might be the person for me. So it's really getting into that mindset of you're connecting with people who are the for sure tried and true, they're totally going to be a good fit for you rather than the people who come across you and they're meh, 
might be work, might, might work, might not, um, you know, creating that raving fan and you do that by getting super clear on who that ideal client is so that you can create a really strong relationship with them. And um, they then know that you're going to be the right person for them to help solve their problem. I love that from from definitely from a perspective of it's it's almost like, you know, as we were growing up through through the teens and you beginning to find out your identity and, and your where you fit in the world as a business owner, you have to do that as well. And I remember mm -hmm. just early January, February, I was trying to have coffee with everybody. I was trying to find the CHRO of the Fortune 500 company. And I like <laughs> and I was like, somebody asked me, like, who's your ideal client? And I couldn't answer it because I had zero clients. And so it was like, everybody's my client. I'm just trying to get a check. But what I was doing to myself was I was making myself even seem unclear around mm -hmm. what I even brought to the world. And so getting clear on who that ideal client is for you and, and, and crazy enough, um, being in this season of COVID has gotten me real clear on who my ideal client mm -hmm. is because of who's began to reach out to me. And it's really filtered who my client is. And now today, I know it's company sizes. I was looking at dollar value, but I was looking at, but it was who needs support, mm -hmm. my type of support. And I was like, boom, found my client <laughs> right in this area. And like you say, getting really narrow because I had a big client come to me and say, somebody found me via in social. And I was like, no. I was like, do you want me for a speaking engagement or you want me for long-term? They were like, well, one-time speaking engagement. And I said, then what? They couldn't answer then what? And I said, no. And so it was, once you know, like, so you hit the nail on the head. And so I would tell, if y'all don't call Kelly for anything else, Call her so you can figure out who your ideal clients are and so she can create a strategy. Um, how did you get started in this area, in this arena? Like, was this something you just rolled over one day and was like, I want to be a brand strategist? How <laughs> how'd you find yourself here? Yeah, and um, it was not a light bulb. It was a light bulb moment, but in the sense of in more of a roundabout way, so I went to school for advertising and marketing and my background is in the nonprofit space and marketing, fundraising and event management. And I didn't know that digital entrepreneurship was a thing uh, growing up. I just wasn't exposed to that. Um, both of my parents were more so in the trades and my mom, my dad was a plumber and my mother worked um, as a nurse at a school district. So for me, my idea of entrepreneurship was a traditional brick and mortar. Um, while I was recovering from knee surgery, I was online and had come across home renovation blog and my entire world shifted and I realized that people could make money online and my husband, boyfriend at the time, husband now, we were looking for a home, started this home renovation blog and to kind of help friends and family follow along with us as we were renovating this house. And from there started offering digital marketing services to other bloggers that I had networked with. And a couple months in had a friend through the nonprofit space reach out and say that her husband needed some help with their marketing and branding. He wanted to start this new salsa company. And I 
had always been intrigued and had educated myself on the idea of branding. So it was something that I was really interested in as like, oh, this would be so cool if I could do this. I just don't know how to get there. And this happened. I ended up working with them, fell in love with the entire process, had so much fun. And yeah, the rest is history, I guess. I was kind of one of those moments. I don't, I would imagine you probably had the same thing. And I think all entrepreneurs do when you find something that fits with what you're doing. It's just, you just know, like you have this feeling. It wasn't even, um, I just, I just knew that this is what I, what I wanted to do and, um, kind of shifted and pivoted my business to offering more with more focus on branding and then really getting into the brand strategy. Um, and yeah, the rest, I guess, is history. Yeah. I, I, lo I love the connection of, uh, that point you made of falling in love with the process of yeah. not just, uh, and I, and I, you know, I have this argument with people and it, it's, it's good banter, uh, around <laughs> purpose or passion. Um, because again, and I, and I always tell people, passion is the fuel you put in the car. The car is always going to be the car. That's purpose. You're, yeah. uh, it's always going to be the car, but passion can change. And so the process itself, yes, I will change. I will evolve the gas that I put in the car, whether it's premium or, or, you know, 85, I, I, it's going to be a car. I'm a car. And my purpose is to build people. How I get there is different for each person and you finding the process of what it is you enjoy helps you get up in the morning because mm -hmm. regardless of anything else, that's what drives you. And, and I always tell people doing that type of work, it's meaningful, it's impactful. Like you could see tangible results. Um, and for you, what drives you to that next client, right? What gets you pumped? To, to dig in with another because again this could be some crazy work that you do for somebody who's been attached to something an idea of something but then they meet kelly and kelly's like just trust me, just trust me. <laughs> so how do you take what you have from the inside of you and you help a client understand okay this is the road we need to go down that's a really great question. I've never been asked that. Um, I think I can't really take all the credit um, because I, the type of people that I work with and I think are attracted to the work that I do are equally as passionate about what the work that they're doing. So to be honest, it's really easy um, in terms of finding the drive to work with another person and to, you know, to go through the process. The branding process is really hard work. It's mentally, um, can be a little mentally draining because you actually, you have to think about you know, what do you want for your business? What do you stand for? Why? Um, and those are pretty tough questions that my clients have to answer and that we work through. But I've been really lucky in that everyone that I've worked through has freaking loved what they're doing. So I think it makes the process really fun and it makes it easy, quote unquote easy, in the sense that because they really enjoy the work that they're doing and that they're excited about it, it makes the process fun. I mean, I think to that point, it depends on a little bit who you're working with or finding the client that's as jazzed about the work that they're doing as you are. Um, like by any means, their brand strategy doesn't get them going. Like that's not the thing that they love, but they love 
their work. So they're willing to put the work in to make it better. Does that make sense? Is that answering your question? Oh yeah, that, that, that totally makes sense. Um, and, and that's to your, to your point, that can be some of the, the best work, but I want to ask you a hard one. I think it's hard. Who do you okay. say no to and why? Who do I say no to? Mm-hmm. That is, it's a hard question. And I think it depends, again, if someone doesn't really love and believe in the work that they're doing, we're not going to be a good fit. Because I personally, and what I want Witten Company to stand for and what we believe in is we help people really showcase their expertise. So if you're for example, um, I, I worked with a client earlier this year in January, and she did pharmaceutical consulting for like research and development and you know qualitative, a whole bunch of things I don't understand. That was not not even in my realm of things that I was that got me excited. But my goodness, she would talk about it, and I would she would just go, and she could talk and talk and talk about data and research and being, you know, um, whatever, all of the things in the pharmaceutical world that just doesn't do it for me, but she was so excited. So I think from that perspective, the people who aren't really into and excited about their work, we're just not going to be a good fit. So I would say no to them because you have to believe in what you do. And I think when we think about what makes a really great brand and what makes a brand that can resonate with people and connect with their audience are those that actually believe in what they do and they know their why and they stick to it and they're super freaking passionate about it and it comes through whether it's intentional or not. And those are the type of people that I want to work with. I want to help them step up and really showcase and shine their expertise and the thing that they love to do because they're making the world a better place. I knew that I knew that wouldn't be too difficult for you. I, <laughs> I, I just knew it. But I, I love the platform in which you all say, we want to help you showcase your expertise. Like and, and to to translate that and communicate that in a very thoughtful way. I know for some people it can be very jarring. And mm-hmm. um and I and I think about what comes to mind is the the family-owned business that's trying to pass it down to the next generation and they're like, I don't want to sell tires. Like, I just, I don't want to do it anymore. And, but they come in like, all right, Kelly, help us sell more tires. Like, what do we, and you're like, look, <laughs> like, no, stop it. But I, I can't be more passionate than you are about your expertise. Yeah. And, and I love that you say no, because in the coaching world, I always tell people that initial discovery session, it's, that's what it's all about. I need to make sure not only are you trying to say yes to me, if I want to say yes to you, mm-hmm. that's what that discovery session is all about. Because I, I'm not taking your money just for the sake of saying I'm, I'm, you're my client. No, that's uh-huh. I'm not going to do that to you. Save your money. We'll, we'll speak when you're ready, right? And so, if you, when you go into this process of thinking about somebody's brand and thinking about them and their expertise, um, what are some things that you ask? in that initial session as you're discovering what it is you you want to do for a client? I, you know, we really focus on what they're struggling with because I think specifically from a branding standpoint, you know, you can't, a lot of times clients will just say it doesn't feel right. Well, I think we need to dig into that a little bit more of why doesn't your brand feel right? Is it because you can't, you don't know how to talk about your services or you don't, 
looking at the design and the logo just doesn't fit with how you want your brand to be experienced. So that initial call is really diving into that idea and really helping them get clear on what isn't working. And I think, you know, you know this in the coaching world too, you can't figure out where to go if you don't know where you're starting from. So getting some good clarity around what is that point A for you? Where are you right now? Where are you currently getting clients? Where are they coming from now? What is working? And then what isn't working? We can figure out what the next right step is from there. Man, you've been dropping mad quotables. Um, <laughs> I just want to let you know uh, that I will reference you on any posting for social media, but I love what you described and how do you want your brand to be experienced ah that is such an awesome question good golly miss molly um that is an awesome question man like that alone if you like you intro with that and end with that like clients done. done like they're done <laughs> like i could oh my gosh that is a mouth like that one right there is a mountain of a question like that's a homework question like don't even answer it here like like i don't even want to talk to you until you sit down with that one um but okay so that's enough that's all y'all get at kelly today <laughs> she's coming back she's coming kelly how can they find you to work with you because i know it's gonna happen Oh, thank you. Um, yeah, you can find me on my website at wit, W-I-T-T, and company.com. I have a ton of free resources in my brand resource library. So if you are looking for some help with the brand strategy or your brand design, definitely check that out. Otherwise, I have a Facebook community called the Branding Collective. I do weekly Facebook Lives, and I'd love to see you guys in there. That is so awesome. And don't worry, y'all. I will make sure it's on everything as we post this. And yeah. look, thank you so much for coming to the Hot Takes Podcast, dropping those nuggets, dropping that wisdom. It was absolute gold. Thank you, Kelly. Thank you. I appreciate it. All right, everyone. Until next time. Thank you for tuning in today to this episode of Hot Takes. Please be sure to explore the library for other amazing interviews. Until next time, actions over ideas always win.